Welcome back, my ghouls and goblins, back to Podcorn and a Movie, a podcast where we go into different themes, genres, and other categories. This miniseries, we are covering the Universal Monsters. Today, we are covering George Wanger's 1941 horror flick, The Wolfman, starring Lon Chaney Jr. I'm your host, Chase Leno, joined by my other co-hosts, David Gio and Stephen Dillard. And for the first time in this miniseries, we have moved into the 40s, so we are in a yes. new decade, uh, 1941 being the release date of this film. We are 10 years past our first movie, right? 10 yes. years past Dracula, correct. Also, uh, Carl Lamel, um, again, advertised on the poster as being the uh, producer. Um, so we get... We also we have Bella Lugosi. We got Bella Lugosi back. Uh, not as, you know, Dracula, but... At least as someone else. But as another creature um, mm. or monster, um, albeit very briefly, he is another, you know, type of monster in these lores or this universe that we're covering. Uh, I also thought it was interesting, as Chase brought up, that Bella Lugosi was in this. So is um, Claude Rains, uh, plays uh, Lon Chaney's father in this movie, uh, Sir John Ta- Ta- uh, Talbot. Um, and he so was... cool that we get a we get kind of a mixed bag of like three different uh, actors who were, you know, uh, well this would become the staple for Lon Chaney's monster entry. But uh, we are we already have two characters that have played in some successful monster movies already joining in on the fun, and uh, it's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do too. I I really do. Um, but Steve, uh, I know you already said that this, this is your fourth of the four that you said you might not remember your first viewing. Correct? Oh no, I, de- I I mean, yeah. Okay. For this one, um, this is my old, like besides the hunchback of Notre Dame and the Phantom of the Opera, which starred, um, Lon Chaney's father, uh, Lon Chaney senior. Um, this is my oldest memory of old monster movies, but yeah, I still can't place the exact date, but this is one. This is the one that I've watched the most frequently out of all the movies we're going to cover this month. Um, I, I catch this one every couple of years, wow. usually. Uh, and it was a big one for me as a kid, uh, just because I love um, werewolves and the lore and lycanthropy. And, uh, lycanthropy. Um, did this still yeah, hold I love up this for you? Stuff. Like, did it, did it still feel like it did when you watched it as a kid? Uh, yeah. And I, I, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it still gives me that. It, it, every time I watch this movie, it gives me a, a flooded of nostalgia, nostalgia, and I just I do feel like a child again. Um, just because going to Universal a lot when I had season, season, yeah, season tickets, year season tickets, yearly passes. I had an annual pass to Universal for two years straight. Uh, one of my favorite shows to go to, even though I'd seen it, you know, 30, 50 times, was uh, the horror makeup show. And uh, there's a little segment in that show about. Lon Chaney's The Wolfman, which probably kind of attributes to my love for that. Also, when you're when you're eating in like the Monster Cafe right outside, as I mentioned a couple episodes earlier, there's the Frankenstein meets the Wolfman poster that's just like huge. Yeah. Um. And so the Wolfman is just I'm just the imagery floods me with nostalgia. It's like a warm blanket. I don't know. And and, I, and that's a weird thing to say about a a, a Wolfman, um, who terrorizes people. But yeah, I, I I really do love this movie and revisiting it. Um. Yeah, it's a pleasant ride. I I enjoy it every time. What do you think of it, Dave? For your first viewing, right? Yes. Um. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, also, we all watch it together. Um, in a in our basement 
in a, a unique with fashion. A, yeah, with uh, Steve just got a shelf the other day. And we installed a projector. My sister got me for shout out to my sister Kristen. Uh, got me for Christmas, so it only took almost a year for me to use it. But uh, yeah, his family is single handedly supplying us with television <laughs> or ways to watch uh, movies. So yeah, shout out to uh, um, his sister and his father. But uh, that was awesome. This is the first thing that we've ever watched on it. I thought it would be cool to watch, you know, an old black and white universal. Like I was just pumped to see even the logo pop up on the, on the big wall screen that we have. Um, but also I, I, full disclosure, I like these. We saw Killers of the Flower Moon today, and I think that movie absolutely drained the life out of me. So when we were watching this, like I was just fighting for it, and I kind of feel bad that my experience was like not. I didn't like the movie any less, but I just feel like you know, like I was like, I don't know, like I felt almost loopy during it. Um, I can totally understand that. Um, and to add on what you were just saying about the projector, uh, I thought funny uh, antidote was that when we first moved in, I hung up two of my mini posters, which I mentioned in an earlier episode in this mini series, but I have a Wolfman and, uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and how appropriate is it that the first movie we watched down there is because that poster is hung up right before the door of our bonus room or downstairs. Um, so it felt appropriate. But uh, I feel that too, Dave. I felt uh, we we all did go see Killers of the Flower Moon today. Uh, fantastic film. I know we're, we're we're plugging it a little early, but uh, I agree that uh, it takes a lot out of you. That's a three hour and twenty seven minute movie. Um, I think I underestimated how drained I was feeling until we were like halfway through Wolfman, and I was like, gotta perk up and like talk about this movie afterwards. Uh, but um. I really liked it a lot. Um, I I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that we watched um, the Werewolf, Werewolf of, London. of London, which was because I really I like that we thing. have that to compare it to. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I like the special effects in this more. Uh, I like the werewolf look. Um, I don't know if I kind of like that plot more. I don't know. It's almost like you want this Wolfman and the Werewolf of London. Yeah, uh, um, that um, it almost felt more fast paced, but I don't know. I I also like Lon Chaney Jr. Um, more than our other. Sorry, I yeah. just had his name pulled up too. But uh, yeah, so for the listeners, uh, yeah, we watched Werewolf of London, which if if you're um. I guess a lot of people probably aren't familiar with this, but a common misconception is that Lon Chaney Jr.'s the Wolfman was the first representation of werewolves. It's not even within the same universe uh, because in that same universe or, or this universal monster, I keep saying universe, but the universal monsters collection werewolf of London came out in 35. Um, and then we found a couple movies even before that predate that, right. That were werewolf movies. Yeah. But some I think, of them aren't, I think as far as universal is concerned, their first was, werewolf of london yeah and then they did go seven years like that didn't have like a sequel i don't think there's a she-wolf of london right um yeah there's a she-wolf of london uh, which but i don't think it, i i think that's even after this movie so like they didn't do any werewolf stuff for that seven year stretch until uh this movie which is interesting because it's like i don't know seems like a very bankable character 
Um, in Werewolf in London, by the way, the main character's name uh, is, uh, is I believe it's, well, Dr. Yogami was the guy that was the original one. It's uh, Dr. Hen or Dr. Wilfred Glendon, played by Henry Hole. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I agree. I liked his character less than I like uh, Larry uh, Talbot. But uh, hmm. Chase, how did you? Uh, this was your first viewing of the Wolfman. I enjoyed uh, it. I think uh, something that I feel like is, I, I, it's hard to like compare it to. I, I think what Dave brought up of uh, London Werewolf is it's kind of hard to compare that because I think that has a faster paced movie. Um. I also we've been watching a lot of werewolf movies this whole month, Steve, and I feel like a lot of like the themes we've been seeing, you can definitely tell came from this movie, which that was really cool to see. But at the same time, it was like a lot of the other movies do it a little bit better. And it it started just making me being like, this is the most basic version of a werewolf story that you can possibly get. And I don't it know is, if it kind it of made like, me feel a little bit more, uh, it's bland in a way, it is, even though it's like, this is the beginning. It's like Dracula in the sense yeah. that it's like kind of bare bones. But I think this is like way more exciting than, than like gonna, Dracula compared to. Uh, I agree. I agree. Comparing it to future movies. Like, yeah, I was going to say like, uh, I, I agree with you as far as the werewolf story. Sorry, I cut you off, dude. Go ahead. Sorry. I was sneezing anyway. So thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think that uh, um, I like much like the the werewolf itself is enough to make this movie interesting. Yes. Um, but you are missing like kind of I I guess like most of the future werewolf movies, especially the ones we've watched this year, are uh gory. Like that becomes like a pretty like uh center thing in werewolf movies is very prominent yeah. yeah like i feel like gore for some reason um like they're all some these nasty just, wounds yeah um, like werewolves just are like slashing people and then mm-hmm. blood gushes out um but like this obviously doesn't have that but it's a more know. reserved approach yeah uh this is like kind of random but you brought this up earlier this month um of like i don't remember why you said it if you heard it somewhere, you write it somewhere that like, you're like, I don't know. Is there a difference between a wolf a man and, and a, a werewolf? Man. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which this movie, like if you ask this movie, no, like they, oh, there's not, there's not. Yeah, like those, those are one in one. Um, but there is the look of a this, wolf man, this wolf a... man, I guess we have werewolf in London. Um, and then wolf. Is that what the, yeah, also like kind of Jack like Nicholson snaps. was. Yeah, and, those uh, are more like lycanthrope. Like that's like yeah. what I picture. Like uh, I mean, you picture a lycanthrope, but like, underworld, from, like you know, well, like upward, uh, upward walking, um, wolf more looking, wolf yeah, looking than man looking. Whereas I, I guess this, the snout is really the. Uh, yeah, and he doesn't have a snout. And uh, yeah. to to go back to what Chase said real quick, uh, Chase, I do, because uh, Dave addressed it, but uh, I see what you're saying as far as the bare bones. Like, yes. But um, I don't hate it. I think this. I, just, I think I this feel movie like it's is hard to like. It's hard. No, 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 to no, no. I know what you're saying. Though. I, 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 I like this movie personally more than Werewolf in London. Um, which I just I do too. I watch. Um, and I can see, and I, and I am biased in the Wolfman, but I agree with. I, I am uh, clear-headed enough to 
agree with you that like there's not a lot that happens, but never in this movie, and it's every time I view it, I am never bored. It is. I feel like it is entertaining. Um, it's a little bit funny at times, um, and I don't know, just thoroughly. Uh, I think the sets kind of carry me too because I love the fog and the forest set. Uh, I, I, I like the town set, which is, which are kind of small and you see some shops and it's kind of closed in again, like the mummy when you do get into a yeah. shop, I feel like, yeah. but, uh, I, I, don't I love the sets in this movie. I do. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't know enough. Of, I feel like it, I see the importance through it all of like, well, this movie, uh, is incredibly important to just the, it get, it digs more into the lore of, it, of werewolves. I feel like than werewolf in London did. I believe but, this is the first I guess it's in some literature, but this is the first on screen, like silver, you know, like myth. Yes. So, like, would, that's just such a in... huge part of vamp- yeah, or, uh, vampire, of werewolf war that uh, I'm glad it added that. There's there's a couple other things. Like, what else uh, did this, like, add? The, 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 the pentagram stuff, now we've seen that. Yeah. I that... do not believe we saw that in the Werewolf of London, but we do see it a lot in other iterations of werewolves you know i i didn't want to ask during the movie but what did we watch somewhat recently where someone has a necklace on that they end up like ripping off so that they're like more powerful that was ginger snaps ginger snaps i was wondering if it was ginger snaps but did it also happen in uh wolf is that what the movie's called wolf the jack nicholson yeah does he have a crucifix on his and that's like what he rips off. I'm Am I just not thinking of a, sure. of a vampire movie now? I don't know. I no, I'm seeing the imagery now, and I can't... like I can picture him in the barn, like, like. Doesn't it start burning his chest? Yeah, and then like the that's movie? when James Spader comes, and that's so he like rips it off, so he's more powerful. I think so. But did it also happen in in Ginger Snaps? Right. In Ginger Snaps, I felt like she had like the actual emblem. No, they both had. Uh, remember, I was like, I feel like you only see oh the skull? one at a time. Was it? Like yeah, a, it was something. It like was something a, white. Uh, yeah. Sorry, complete side tangent. But uh, yeah, the necklace. Um, I that this is all like stuff I really like that they they introduce. Um, one thing that they don't really make specifically clear. Um and what I read was it's the only universal movie. Is there a lot of moon in, in a world of London? London? There is a couple moon. Shots. Okay. There so there's no single... moon in there's... this. Yeah, there isn't, but they do mention the moon in the they little... say bright moon and bright moon, right. Bright and autumn moon. Future movies. They kind of change that saying to like full to bright full moon, moon or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the whole, uh, I like the everyone the in the town knowing the the what? yeah, and we start with nursery this rhyme or fairy tale or whatever, and we start with this title card or this caption card, which I took a picture of, which reads "Lycanthropy" uh, (parentheses werewolfism) is a disease of the mind in which human uh, beings imagine they are wolfmen, according to an old legend, which persists in certain localities. The victims actually assume the physical characteristics of the animal. There's a small village near uh, Tabit Castle which still claims to have had gruesome experiences with this supernatural creature. The sign of the werewolf is a five-pointed star, a pentagram. Um, And so they give you kind of a a history lesson or just uh, set you up for what you're about to see and what to expect, maybe for audience members who who aren't familiar with what werewolves are. Because I think, I mean, uh, 
Like I said, Werewolf of London had come out before this. Um, have you heard of lichen before? I've never heard of that. Lycanthropes? Yeah, yeah, lycanthrope. Yeah, I actually that. prefer that term over. I think it just sounds cool. I've always said that since I known the it's term. Which so is, it sounds like he's like lycanthrope. Like, lichen, uh, yeah, yeah. lycanthrope. Yeah, it, just, it does it's, make it's, you it's, seem like. Uh, I feel um, like most uh, like. I don't know, like fantasy lore. You're always going to hear him referred to as like lycanthropes. Like in Sky, Skyrim, you always hear of yeah, the, the underworld. The lichens, they called yeah. the lichens. That's like, right. Uh, that's where I first heard the term was from those movies. When I was and young. it just does. It does. It does sound cool. It has a nice ring to it, and I believe it is. Uh, it's accurate the, to yeah. The, tr- the... the translation is pretty. Uh, pretty close. close. It's like a, a man of wolf or something. Let me look, let me look at what the. I believe it's Greek, but another thing I really like about this movie that. Um, I guess sets it apart from Werewolf in London. Not to like constantly tie these two movies together, but uh Okay, it, so the so, go ahead. You go ahead. You were I was just kind of filling space, okay. but I want to yeah. get back to my thought. But yeah, go ahead. I'm curious. Uh the Greek root word is lycanthropos, literally uh meaning wolfman. In the late fifteen hundreds, a lycanthrope was a mentally ill person who believed that he was a wolf. That is where the uh Perfect. history in the word uh, comes from, which they'd say Kinda, in the movie kind of ties into what i was uh saying is the aspect i like about this is like and i also just watched something recently where this is similar but it's that from a perspective that's not our main character you're like this guy's crazy like he beat a man to death in the woods and claimed he was a wolf and then like later on all these dead people that look like they're killed by wolves are led back to him like it's just like looks like he's crazy and i kind of like that even in the definition of it it's that it's the person believes you know that they are almost as when they defined it they were like this isn't real it's when a man (laughs) well it makes me curious if like lycanthrope comes from from just old lore like in different like because that the movie also says that i feel like there's different in in different cultures there's different you know names or whatever but uh It's, but it all means it's really funny. relatively the same. Was thing. it like a a like psychological term, like you know, like to define oh, like a mental asking. illness yeah. at um, some? Like was it that common? Like, like that they have like, like, like that. God, these people are fucking yeah. Like it kind of reminds me of flowers. Got another lycanthrope here. Yeah, like, compared to flowers, the killer moon tonight. But they kept saying, "Oh, he's got melancholia. Uh, yeah. or he's got melancholia." <laughs> I was like, that's so like, weird. It's like he's got depression. Depressed. Yeah, I'm depressed. Yeah, melancholic now. A doctor's literal prescription to this man who says, "What about my?" melancholia as he goes well, that's what the bourbon's drinking? for yeah yeah that's what bourbon's for um so but, but it's it's uh, funny you say that yeah. dave uh i did watch i i don't know if i give this video full credit because it was only like a few minutes long but i did watch like a recap video before we got on and a guy did say one of the scripts that we're giving in which by the way this was only a 17 i, I read day. what you're about to say too yeah, yeah they one of the scripts was not having the wolf man in it and not yeah. believing whether or not he was turning into a wolf or he was a man going crazy which i'm totally into that uh as a concept which i'm i'm glad they didn't they because didn't do like, that because they thought it would be we've cooler seen something profitable like yeah. yeah not with a werewolf but we've seen a movie like that with a vampire um Oh yeah, yeah. So Martin, I guess that's Martin is, I, that, is the. So is that's the, probably what I was thinking of. I was also just thinking uh, of a movie. I don't know if we ever mentioned it. Um, 
of the autopsy of Jane Doe, but I just like looking at that movie through the perspective of the ending. Like it's just like a father and son in a in a uh, mortuary, right? And just go crazy and like kill the son's girlfriend. Like, like from the outside perspective, that's what it looks like, and not like you know, like a dead body was coming back to life or haunting them. It was just yeah, like and haunting them. Because right. like at the end, there's no evidence to present that. It just looks like they just had a wild night or were like tripping or something. Uh, but yeah, I like the idea of like people being like, this guy's crazy. Um, and we get this through line again with uh, you get your village people in this movie. Um, you get a little bit of strangulation in this movie. Um, you get yeah, uh, something you get transformation. Something you boys pointed movie. out early, uh, Chase and Dave, were, uh, with the oohs and ahs because we did a bit of a character introduction. And you'll see directors these days do it every now and then. Craven was famous for doing it in his Scream movies, but it's mm. like, it's like a character card and it shows a, but, a action sequence of the character doing something and then says they're, you know, it's almost like that's at the end of, of screen. Right. It's right. But a, this okay. is at the beginning, but I'm saying like uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, the I, use of character cards with, you know, then, but um, yeah, they introduce the cast um, in the beginning of this movie, not like through that. your typical, it's not like through TV. the typical list, like it was like which was just like one start. slide with a list. It's like, they're Wait. showing, yeah, like it's, they should do that for everything still to this day. Yeah, I don't know why. They I don't do. know. It was really cool. People, I do, people I, I do would get so it. much better with actor names, like the face recognition. Like, even though I feel like I at least like I went the whole movie not knowing Claude Rains was his dad. Um, but uh, it's fun to think about afterwards, though. Like, uh, and I mean, it's not like you saw him in the last movie he was in. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I was that. Yeah, that's so true. But I guess. <laughs> Is his voice not even recognizable? Like I'm. Wondering... I don't think so because he's putting on for Invisible Man. He's definitely yeah. doing some voice acting. I looked um, it up by the way. There's only a seven year difference between the two. I, I jokingly yeah, said uh, during the movie, "I'm like ten. You said ten. Yeah, I was like these. Like he can't be that much older than him, like to be his father. And I guess uh, the the gypsy woman is. Only like nine years older than um Bella Lugosi, which She's, I never I never even put together that she was supposed to be his, his mother. I thought they're husband and wife, actually. But uh Oh at the yeah, yeah, that could I could see why um, you made that decision. But she's she's my second favorite character in the movie. I like her a lot. Yeah. I do too. How, how many very, lines? Did... I like what you said. She's very like chill and calm. Like uh and and by the way, her name is because I feel like we should just give her uh uh it's sure. Maria Ospinskaya. Ospinskaya, and that was uh, she was Maleva. Um, Bella's. Um, what did they say? Um, it, they had me questioning our pronunciation of Bella, but what? Bella, Bella, yeah, it was like Bella, 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 Bella. Yeah, it was like it was definitely yeah, not it, Bella, which is like I yes. guess just a white way of saying it. Um, it probably was like don't Bella. Say it with the, it was no, ben. she she was like dropping the L. It was like Bella. It was like, yeah. it was yeah, it was like really weird. It was like you couldn't, but I mean, I'm sure which is what probably the you know correct pronunciation of of his name is. But you know, we're how many lines my, did my, he have? My in tongue movie? doesn't work like that. I like again, like I like that he doesn't have a prominent role. He's not, but in it's uh, he doesn't have very many lines. Um, I feel like he only has like he's like sit, read card, or but it excites me again card. that like 
that like uh, he he's able to do so much with just his expressions on his face because like you know he sees the pentagram on her hand and that's when she, he's like you must leave go now and uh it's the 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 look of terror in his eyes there's just so much emotion i don't know expressing there i don't know if this is um like lore they don't necessarily explain in the movies because i feel like something we watch does have this type of lore but or if it's just like something that's in the movie without a real explanation but why is bella gosi why is is bella uh a dog and... okay yeah very very good i like this uh, or a wolf. like we're supposed why to believe it's a wolf yeah so when he when it was he... a german shepherd it was i yeah, think bella german lugosi's shepherd. german shepherd and what's funny is that in one of the scenes so so when they're filming it from that wide take and he goes behind the tree you see him that tree a man. Is a man yeah yeah you see, a, you see the <laughs> tree bending the shit out of me i was like, like is yeah. someone not gonna pay attention yeah. to that guy in the corner over there like and you know what you know what's it, it, it's like it's an obvious mistake it, it is nothing other than that i've watched uh the I've watched the behind the scenes of this movie and what they said was that it was a happy accident because it works like this. When you're watching the movie, you could be like Larry is seeing him go from his human form He's like morphing back, back to his forth. dog yeah. form. But they were like, it is just a happy accident, like a coincidence. Yeah. It was not intentional. Um, huh. It was they had to have something struggling with Larry, with Lon Chaney. Um, and they were like, and they ended, just do the yeah, dog. and they ended up just using Apparently, a stuntman who wasn't dressed up like a dog or anything. But uh, we we didn't watch it because, or did we? We I don't think we watch it, but you because you didn't want us to. But the. Apparently in the trailer, there's footage of him fighting a bear at one point, which is a scene cut from the movie. Right, right. I guess yep. the bear ran away. That was the only like blurb on it I read on IMDb, but. I, like, I feel what? like they should have included that. I think that I think that would have been cool. Where would have yeah, that the been? Wolf Man, Just like in like towards the end where they're. All I think it would have been like when he's wandering, maybe like, um, the like first time b- before he gets trapped, maybe. Like that would be the only spot I can see it fit. Um, and I think this. Uh, yeah, you know what? If I. I could I could understand like right before he gets his foot trapped, you saying in the yeah, bear trap? Yeah. Yeah, I could see where and I would have liked it. I don't know why they would have would have cut that. Maybe just for timing, but as we've observed, I think it and, just wasn't a completed scene. Uh, uh yeah. I mean that that could also Well they, it was only a seventeen day re- like flip around from the yeah, they, story uh, film. And I mean, like if you look it, at the everybody was October something to November something, and then it released on December twelfth. I was like, What? It's so funny that they 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 were able that was such a quick turnaround. And the uh the effects they use for the transition to the wolf, uh, I do think still 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 look good. I don't um but as far as that type of masking and the transition that we see, not that dissimilar from what we just saw eight years prior in the invisible man. Mm. Um, so I feel like they haven't quite perfected it, but again, it doesn't look bad to me. Is um, it the third time the we've seen this? And they, use, they do Bride. that in, in a, was it Bride of Frankenstein? I was just it? wondering if they did it in Bride. Cause I, I don't know why they would. I was thinking, was did it... they do it in the mummy? Yes. Yes. They did it in the month. Because he, yes. Because he like yes. phases out. Like that's how he dies, right? Like he crusts. He crusts up. Yeah. Yeah. So they do um, use the phasing tool. So they and do then, it in the mummy, then, the invisible man, and now. Wolf in man. Wolf, uh, Werewolf in, of London. 
The, it, the werewolf how, of blood did they use it as yeah, well to do uh, the transformation? They, they use which, it more on his face, which this we which, only get his feet. Uh, I almost wish we we I didn't sh- we didn't watch that because uh, Dave, you did do a ooh when you saw yeah. that, and I'm like, and I was Damn, like, oh, like we only go up like from here. So like I that felt, is the exact like, same I, technique I, they use in Wolfman. I so. thought the foot thing was good though, uh, and also, if I'm not mistaken, like in Werewolf of London, he's just like a flat foot like normal like humanoid right, right? which like, is something yeah which is something i did really I like how he's though. like half what we were talking about actually like half like what you think of with like a lycanthrope like you know like the tall hind leg sort of thing like it almost looks it like he's walking of, around on heels but uh right and it breaks you away from that like he's walking literally on his toes in this and, yeah and it, it kind of i think breaks you away from that like okay this is not the way a normal man walks and it and it's uh Makes wonder, it creepy. Do they? Yeah, definitely. Do you think that they definitely shot most of all of the werewolf scenes together in one day? I think so. I was just gonna say because I feel like he is always that in up. that in that suit that he brought up. This blue well, yeah, because he changes. Yeah. So the funny, the funny, famous foley of this movie is but that he, right at he when he's transforming, he's in. If you notice, he takes his tie off, takes his jacket off, but he's wearing like a white silk shirt and like black dress pants. But then the next time you see him wandering through the foggy forest. He has changed into different clothes, and so the joke is, uh, he he's, wanted to look nice for his first trip. Out, yeah, he's, he he's like, and... he's he's a uh, fashion conscious. Like fashion, he's like yeah, this yeah. this like suit won't do for, the, yeah, for my wanna, woods walk. Like this is I don't a nice get blood on it. Yeah, yeah this is a nice <laughs> fall get up I've got going on. But I'm glad you. Uh, what was what was it you just brought up, Chase? Because uh, I wanted to build on that. I was. Uh, I said, uh, do you think that uh, they he was old? They only stuff. did that. And his one oh, so, so. Yeah, so what I was going to say is that when upon rewatching this, I love the sets again, to, but to build on that, I do feel like there's only like three major sets and it's like the, the Tolbit mansion, the village and the forest. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's really you kind of flash between those those three. And I mean, you get the, you get some campsite scenes with the gypsies. Uh, but again, that's just an extension of the forest. Uh, but I, I, I wondered the same thing, Chase, and I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked out a lot of that. Um, I, I would imagine they broke this. This probably they broke this uh, filming set up into three parts. Um, do we know how long s- it took to do his makeup and everything? I know we. I think it was about eight hours. Eight, eight hours, hours for him to sit, which is crazy yeah. to think of because it's like, like three hours to take it off, even. Wow. Yeah, which is uh, I don't. I was reading some stuff that I'm like, is he? Is this like? Because even like the the page I was reading seemed to be like suggesting otherwise, but uh. That, like, he was, like, they would leave me during lunch, like, and I just had to sit there frozen in my makeup. He was saying, like, they put, like, nails in some of, like, the sections to, like, get, like, his handpiece and some of his face on. Like, like, this crazy. Oh and they were, gosh. I don't know, it sounded like he was treating them, he uh, was treated like shit. But then, like, later in that paragraph, it was, like, but on Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, there's, like, multiple reports of, like, all of them eating lunch together and like him in full makeup and stuff, which okay, makeup so isn't identical to this, but it's. So I looked this up and, and, and this is part of the, uh, the universal's uh, horror makeup show. But, um, and I wanted to look it up for accuracy because I didn't want to provide you guys with loose information. Uh, hours in the chair was nine, by the way. Oh. 
Um, and this was what I was going to say, but I wanted to look it up to make sure I was, wasn't confusing this with another movie. I, I remember from the horror show, them saying that the original Wolfman, um, costume, like the, basically the torso down consisted of like a bodysuit that was individually woven oh with, with yak hairs. So I looked that up. That is true. Yeah. Uh, so the process involved rubber prosthetics, wigs, and, and crucially thousands of yak hairs for his swollen pompadour. Unfortunately for Cheney, that took six hours to apply and three more to take off, which Dave said, which led to tensions between the makeup maestro and actor. But um, the, the makeup maestro was none other than Jack Pierce, who is, I mean, uh, not only the father of like uh, horror makeup, but he was also um, uh, inspiration for uh, Rick Baker, who later went on to win, uh, but it was a special effects for um, uh, American Where Werewolf. Of Werewolf London. Yeah, so Jack Pierce is someone I personally admire as well as Rick Baker because he was literally Rick. Rick Baker is inspired by Jack Pierce, and Jack Pierce would did a lot of makeup for these old um, Universal monster movies. So we, uh, you know, it's important that we bring up his name. But um, yeah, and I think that the the time he spent in the makeup chair. Uh, in relativity to how much time he's actually in camera is it's like man that man went through it for probably 12 minutes of screen time as the wolf man that's what i was saying like i felt like it was such a like such a hassle just being in that suit and like getting all that prepared that i can't imagine it being more than a couple days of just being wolf man right yeah i mean well i mean as like a production standpoint, wouldn't that be the only way you shoot this? If you know it's going to take like nine hours, your actor's probably going to feel shitty. You're going to try to get all of their stuff done as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would uh, that would be the approach, I would think. I'm glad you brought um, him up, Jack P. Pierce, by the way, Steve, because I just looked. I was like, we should have looked at that at the start. Um, did every single one of our movies so far. Oh, yes. really? Yeah, starting with Dracula on, he's been a makeup artist on every single one. He's even so. went on to like he even worked into the seventies. He worked on uh, uh oh shoot, look at this. Oh no. Is, Is he did he do creatures of Black Lagoon? No. No. Uh let's see. That's fifty one, right, Steve? Or yeah, fifty wait, fifty one. Sorry, I was looking at a different makeup artist. Let me find out when Jack Pierce actually died. Um or we can just look at his entire uh that's what i just just scrolled through everything um but i think that's really cool because obviously makeup is a huge factor in um, what we're covering this month what we're doing yeah and and just in general like part of the joy of of these movies is i think the makeup feels timeless in most of them um doesn't look like we have creature on there no, we, we don't. But uh, he worked. It looks like he worked as late as '64 on Mr. Ed, yeah. uh, the TV show with the famously talking Wilbur. horse. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know this, but uh, uh, for a fact. But I know the trick was to put peanut butter in Mr. Ed's um, uh, gums, and that's what made so his so gums flat. So he's talking. I wonder if I wonder if he talked about that. And no, no human November at some point. I, 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 is there any talking dog or talking like animals in that we covered? Like where they're actually Ollie? moving their mouth? Oh man, no, I don't think so. No, that's that's Stuart Mr. Little, Ed was, maybe Stuart Little. 
They were moving. But he's completely animated. We're talking. I mean, I don't know if Dave meant specifically a live action animal moving its mouth. I was because I was wondering if you would have brought up the peanut butter trick for some reason. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I don't think we ever saw that other than Polly, where the parrots just, you know. And I mean, like, yeah. Obviously, a lot of that is animated with his mouth moving at times where I'm sure they couldn't get the parrot to, you know, squawk, but. Anyway, Jack Pierce, uh, big big shout out for, yeah, for that. Yeah, for that guy. Jack, Jack Pierce. He also the did old... Werewolf of London. Um, yes, so he uh, obviously already already had experience in this, but um, and this I is... like this. I like this. Oh, sorry, good. I was just gonna say this is gonna be a little sad too. Just thinking about like, uh, like we just covered like a ten year span, and I feel like the creature from. Uh, the Black Lagoon is going to be a real I think it's going to feel like these but it just seems like it's so far in the future now like we're really Absolutely. leaving the classic era in fact I feel like the 50s is like a new time in Universal because just from what I've been looking at Christopher Lee is like yeah, he's the, making his way out of the seed yeah he's the new mo- like there's 50s Dracula there's 50s Frankenstein there's 50s his house on uh, and, mummy uh, there's the... 50s and he plays all three of those like which is just crazy as Vincent price also if uh if you all didn't know uh fun fact um if you're a fan of the song thriller uh he is the one who does the introduction to that the song the one if you if you're familiar with the song uh, before the music across the land yes that is vincent price doing a narration um that music video in general just had everything going for it uh michael jackson and was it quincy they've been playing it a lot at work Um, but yeah for the for the yeah it's appropriate for halloween i suppose but um it's funny on all the zombie lists i find on a letterbox it's the number one Highest rated, yeah. It's I that that music video is iconic. I mean, it's, it is it's, awesome. But um, I like the story that we have. Again, we have this um, as we spoke before, another through line we have besides the villagers, besides the mansion, besides the uh, the strangulation, besides all that we've already spoken for. We have another love interest, uh, just as we did Invisible Man, just as we did in Bride, Frankenstein, and Dracula. We do have a a woman of interest, um, a doomed to, love as well. A doomed and man, oh man, is Larry kind of a creeper in this movie? Yeah, I, I, I like, I like Larry's character just because uh, he has. Is it Moxie? Is that what I want to say? Yeah. He has so much Moxie. Uh, yeah, is that like watching an old movie where you're like, God, this guy's just so confidently creepy? Yeah, like, but e- like, like, every, like everything is so cancelable now, but like, yeah, I know. Like, but you're uh, watching I, him, you're like, man, he's really pulling off, <laughs> spying well, on this girl with a telescope. Yeah, he's he like, does. Oh, I know what your earrings are like in your bedroom, and he uh, he is a little bit persistent, uh, but it, it does seem like he's doing it suavely, you know. I was gonna say, he's like, there is a there is a uh, a slickness about him that is reminiscent of just again, and it's just the old movie thing, like he put a you put a fedora, you put a cane in the hand and uh, maybe a cigarette in the mouth. And I just think like Humphrey Bogart or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like he gives me some slick vibes. He was uh, giving me bogey vibes. For yeah. Some, some bogey vibes, but, uh, and Lon, and Lon Chaney himself, if you're looking at him in this movie compared to, to, to the character he's standing around, it's kind of uh, bigger in stature. Um, but he's it's really he's big able, face. Yeah. And yeah. he's able to do a lot. Um, 
and I appreciate the fact too, like, um, uh, I, and I know this was a point of, I, I looked this up, but this is, it's funny that this was, uh, because Lon Chaney obvious junior obviously has the chops to back it, but, uh, there were some producers screaming nepotism when Lon Chaney jr. Was cast as the Wolfman because they're like, he's Oh a, yeah, he's only getting the job because of his father. He's a his father did, yeah. Um, but no, Lon Chaney Jr. is uh, very talented, uh, and I and I admire it's that. Like the Jamie Lee Curtis of his day. Yeah, and I admire that he was. I I, I like that he followed in his father's footsteps and had such an appreciation and love for what his father did. His father was known as the Man of a Thousand Faces, and and you know, there's crazy stories about the links that well, both Chaneys would go to uh, for their performances, uh, and the stories are up there with the with the car loss stories. Um, and you know, he was, um, uh, described as like a method actor probably before method acting was, uh, had a, really had a, a definition, yeah. had a definition. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you got to admire what these guys yeah. were going through. Cause I mean, his father, when he was the hunchback was wearing like a 50 pound bag of flour on his shoulders for, you know, an hour and 40 minutes, because that movie's not short. Hunchback of Notre Dame is like an hour and 30 minutes, I believe, or an hour and 40 uh, but just the links these guys are willing to go through, uh, for the art is just so admirable and respectable. Um, and I think that's part of why I just love these old movies is because I don't want to say it's a lost art because you still have, you still have actors that are willing to put their bodies on the line, but like Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, Claude Rains, Lon Chaney, these guys didn't have stunt guys. They didn't have doubles. Like they're, they're doing all the, you know, the, the dirty work. I don't like this comparison because I'd rather it be something like real that you can touch. Not to down on this at all, but I feel like Andy Circus is like the modern. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Did we bring that up last week for some reason. Uh, no, but we've talked about Andy Circus before because we were we went on the planet run, and I just remember us bringing. But it, up. it does feel like he's he's like someone that like has captured the essence of these guys like in a monster way you know like he's he's our modern monster in yeah his, i mean look look he's but, played he's played Gollum. he's played caesar he's played uh, he's snoke he played Cog, Kong. he's played snoke yeah. Yeah, he's but also they're played just Roker. all cg so it's just but like you know like i admire his how much he is you know like a pioneer the motion capture him? art yeah, you but watch that is Walker. like similar to these guys who are like all like so much physicality has to be in the performance of their monster to the point where so much of it becomes iconic. You know, like Frankenstein's walk is iconic. Frankenstein's monster's walk is iconic. Uh, the Invisible I, Man's walk that you can't see is iconic. Yeah, we, we no, we talked about the Mummy's just, walk is iconic, even though we didn't really see it, <laughs> but. Uh, definitely an example of this movie of le- of of less is more. I know. I know we all wanted to see him more as the werewolf, and I think the first half of this movie does a good job setting up. Um. Uh, when he does, when he does finally become the wolf, because we have a lot of setup, and I mean, I, I want to go back to that. I don't. We never really answered it. We kind of went on a tangent, but why? Um, when Larry saves the woman from the forest, why is it a, it a wolf? And he literally describes it when he goes back to the, uh, the Tolbit mansion as a, I was attacked by a wolf. Um, yeah. 
And uh, I mean, it's curious because to me, you know, he he obviously his first transformation he appears. Did it? We watch something where the wolf becomes more and more dog yes. like, like wolf like, and I don't remember what. Was it? But um... their transformations were like several. Like you would see them get more. Gin- well, Ginger Snaps was is that very or... much like that? Is, is Ginger Snaps is like yes, but she's very gradual. But then, like, was that the actual was that werewolf in London? Do you see him get more wolf like, uh, or is no. that just in the no. transformation? No, it's just in the transformation. Um, from what I remember, but because that movie's pretty quick, quick flick as well, and I don't remember. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, but um, I think I think what this movie think... did that was interesting that I really did enjoy was uh. It brought in a physical item, which was his cane, and okay. that physical item was technically his demise of how he dies at the end yeah. by showing him how he was created. So it's like symmetry of, it's tragedy. a bookend pretty much. It's a tragedy, yeah. right? Where it's like Absolutely. it's his father that now killed him. Yeah, using the I, same I like thing it because like as, as soon as he gives him the cane, you're like, you're well, like you know oh, where no. this is going. Yeah, and, and it's it such, is like a very terrible. Uh, yeah. It's probably the darkest ending of this is month. It? Yes, I did you guys say? say? I mean, I mean, the D- Dracula, him driving the stake through Dracula's heart. None of us really feel bad for Dracula, yeah. I think. But I think in this movie, you do have a bit of symphony for uh, sy- symphony sympathy for Larry. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it's also it's like a, it's tried. a father. It's like fratricide. Yeah, and that, that, yeah, absolutely. That, whatever the yeah, that adds that adds to it. And it's it's um. You know, unbeknownst to his father, while he's swinging that cane, which is his son's, that he's killing his son. Yeah, and then the um, police are gonna show up and be like, "What the fuck is wrong?" With why these did you Talbots? just kill murderers? Why he was a wolf? Yeah, your son said that too. Yeah, your son said that too. Where's the wolf, Mister yeah. Tobit? Where's he the wolf? the same weapon to bludgeon to death. Uh, like you guys are fucking weird. Which is which is good. Uh, a a good setup. And would would that uh would that cl- um classify as uh. A cursed Fall into item. The category of Chekhov's gun. Um, yeah, you, I, you I would introduce the. Uh, you introduce this cane in probably the first ten minutes of the movie because when Tolbit gets yeah. to town, when Larry gets to town, he goes into a shop. The, the woman catches his eye more when than the cane was... does, but he's flirting it's and in weird. this flirtation is able to pick up the cane. It's weird because I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure the creator, the writer that added the silver, claims that he was the first person to ever use the silver thing. Uh, and then that's when I read the fact, like disputing it, that it was in like earlier literature. But uh, it's weird because if that's the case, then it's not a Chekhov's gun. It's only a Chekhov's gun to us. But like to mm. a to an audience member that's watching it the first time, wouldn't know the significance of silver. So like that doesn't mean anything to them. I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. but that's it is point. absolutely to every single viewer now. There's like no escaping it. Like everyone knows the lore of werewolves, werewolves and silver. Point. So it's absolutely a Chekhov's gun. Like you're mm. like, well, someone's in my mind. I was like, someone's melting that shit down. I didn't really. I, I, I wasn't really thinking of the bludgeoning aspects, which is cool. It's a, it's something that. It's, it's um, much and, darker when, in my yeah, opinion, and, and when, when the gypsy is explaining the rules to him, um, you know, she says or or a uh, or 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 a, a staff with a with a silver handle, and she's going. It's like 
for the first time, I think not for the first time, but uh, if if you haven't seen this movie first, it's probably the first time for you. You're hearing in a werewolf movie, oh, it can be killed by something other than a silver bullet. It just has to be silver, like a silver knife or, you know, a silver. Uh, I think you get a you may get a little bit of that in silver bullet because they do melt something yeah, down to create bullet. a silver, a silver bullet. bullet. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, spoiler. Um. I mean, I guess it but makes yeah. sense. Like, like a silver bullet just is, seems efficient, but like, yeah, but but yeah, yeah. If, I, if, I agree if like silver is a weak point for them, then you could like crack their skull with it, you know? Exactly. And I like again that we bring in the we're bringing in the wolfsbane. We talk about yep. when the wolfsbane, wolfsbane is, blowing. is blowing. A lot of wolfsbane popping up for us lately. Absolutely, in both vampire movies and werewolf movies. Yeah. Um, because it was first, we first noticed it in Dracula, right? And then it popped up in a couple other movies. It was in, it was uh, in Ginger Werewolf Snaps. of London. It's in Ginger Snaps. I think it was in, uh, I can't think of it now. But yeah, Wolfsbane. Um,. I'm trying to think what else to talk about this movie. Uh, no, I think what's interesting about Wolfsbane is that it does exist. Um, uh, it's it's called it's called Monkshood, also known as Wolfsbane, but it's 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 often referred to as one of the most poisonous plants for humans. Um, no, to don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah, uh, Wolfsbane actually is poisonous. Think you're becoming a, a werewolf. Don't eat it. Uh, yeah, it says all parts of the plant, especially the roots, contain toxins. Wow. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful looking plant. Um, Almost, you know, it's funny. Again, I'm going to make another comparison to Killers of the Flower Moon. But if you look up pictures of it, it almost looks like the flowers in the field of um, Is the blue? Flower Moon flowers, which I they named them in the movie. And I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's got uh, the, the Wolfsbane get, is, has this like nice purple and uh, palish um hues to it and it it's a uh, beautiful looking but obviously very toxic and i don't know why they chose this as part of the lore but i i like it i like that we i like when you include real life things within like like a like vampires not liking garlic which is natural to our our human world and we're able to acquire that or or you know wolfsbane is 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 an actual thing in 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 you know uh, our physical world um it's cool i wonder wh- i wonder why they they picked that one in particular, but because it's cool, um, cool ass name. Just because it's cool, it's a cool ass name. Wolfsbane, and it, it because it's a, a they're making a movie about werewolves. They're like Wolfsbane. That's there's a flower named Wolfsbane. Let's include that. Um. So, do but you, yeah, do you guys think? And this is a weird side comment, but I thought about it in the movie. Do you think Bella Lugosi? He really wasn't a fortune teller because he was a werewolf. He was just looking for his next victim until he saw the Pentagon. Pentagram. Or Pentagram. I don't think Thank you. If Not the Pentagon. The, if it was the Pentagon, then the pen. <laughs> they were running into real issues. Like, I have to warn them about the future. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, you guys pointed out the thing about the I Pentagram, think he's but... just living with his mom. Yeah, I don't think he actually predicts <laughs> shit. <laughs> His Bob does it all. Uh, you uh, you guys pointed out uh, something interesting about the pentagram is that the wolf this has movie, a star on themselves. 
Yeah, the wolf has a five-pointed star, but its victims has a five-pointed five star with a circle around it, which is the more commonly, I think, recognizable pentagram in the palm of their hand. Um, and I thought that was interesting. I don't... Um, it's a different take. We've seen the symbolism in other werewolf movies, but I don't know if it was used in the same way it's used in this movie. Uh, yeah, usually I feel like that stuff's for like demons. Yeah, yeah but they, I wouldn't we think... do see the we do see pentagram stuff in other werewolf movies. Yeah. But um yeah, again, I don't I not to my knowledge is it used in this uh capacity. Is it because it's like undead? So they would they would have to be like conjuring up spirits for the undead? Is that like the the understanding of it? I don't know. I'm not a hundred. Well, I, I, well, also, I guess as we, like in the movie Cursed, uh, werewolf, uh, lycanthropy, 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 yeah. Um, werewolfism could could be a curse in many, like, like I feel like a lot of the lore, yeah, is curses that people get cursed and that's why it's not always a werewolf bite but uh even though in the movie we watch cursed it is a scratch or a bite that gets them but um yeah it's always it's always those bites if you ever get bitten by anything just go straight to a doctor i don't understand why everyone's just like oh i'm okay i'm all funny because i'm just so in the zombie world right now uh and werewolves are kind of very similar to it uh, I brought this up with Steve. We already brought this movie up before. Um, definite, uh, like, high recommendation from us was Dog Soldiers. Um, but that movie kind of functions as a zombie movie with werewolves. Like, so, like, they're, like, it's like a group of soldiers that are dealing with maybe three werewolves but then like one by one they each get infected by it so like by the end of the movie there's like a ton of werewolves and like they treat you know like slashes or bites as like you would in a zombie movie and I was like that's weird no one's ever gone like full bore that approach like if you use that logic if it spread like that and it would be like a a plague, like a pandemic. A pandemic. You know? yeah, pandemic. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting. Um, and I would love to see like a version of that. Not that we need another zombie movie, but it's like I want to see werewolf More zombies. zombies. Yeah, yes. again, I, we already have the title. It's not of the living lycanthropes. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a sick title. That living lycanthropes, but um, I want to I want to talk about this scene where uh, I don't know if you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, but it is a very pivotal scene in the movie. And it is when he visits uh, the gypsy woman uh, after he has been uh, bitten after Belia is dead. uh, Bella Lugosi's character. Um, But he, you know, he walks in there and it's a it's a scene that I I have in my head. It's again, it's like uh, we all watched the mummy the other night and uh, it begins uh, with them saying Thebes, city of the living, and in my mind, I know that's the right line because that's how it's written, and that's that's what's in the movie. But in my mind, it's always Thebes, city of the dead, and in Wolfman, it's always uh, where you bitten by Zulf. Why, yes, yes, I I was, 
and that's not how it goes. Um, in the, in the scene, <laughs> in this, <laughs> in the scene, but uh, <laughs> she says, uh, uh, the the wolf bit you, didn't he? And then he comes over and says, yes, he did. Um, but I like that scene. It's just so pivotal. She's explaining to him and she's, she's trying to be so helpful. And there is something about her calmness. Um, that's well, she's uh, the only one that I feel like understands. And he knows that she's the only one that does understand. Yeah. And, and I on. think she creates this, this character that is mimicked throughout film history. And I don't know if too many people like, and I don't know if I'm making this up, but I feel like her gypsy character of like the 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 know the know how the the character that knows what's going on, that knows how to solve the crisis, who's barely who's in the movie but in a minimal capacity. I feel like she created this type of character, um, and I'm sure there were other characters before that I'm just not recognizing. But for me, I'm like she's the gypsy, she's the gypsy character, and then. Whenever I refer to in movies the gypsy, I'm referring to her. Like, I was oh, like, this is, is that why you've been that that reminds me that of lately? the gypsy? And for me personally, she she did it for me. Like, as far as is is the movie in my in my my filmography that of all the movies I've seen, she's the oldest gypsy character I can think of. So whenever I see a character that reminds me of her, she's the person I relate that character to. And I applaud her for that because I I don't know I, I like well, her character. It's it's weird because so far in this miniseries that we've covered, that gypsy woman that you have in your mind is either just doctors in all the other movies where it's like higher professors and no. We like, don't have much of too many doctors in this one, huh? No, this one is that that's where they the gypsies come into play. I feel like that's like the the same like kind of notations that we've been seeing with like higher educated in like well, Dracula. Is, there, there is like I feel like the I don't know like the the knowledge person, the wise, the wise, yeah, man, the like wise whatever. Man. Like I feel like that is a character type. Uh, in this specifically is a like there's you know they yes. say in the movie that she is a gypsy so i don't know if that term is is still i don't know i feel like that maybe not okay yeah. i don't know i don't oh, feel I mean, good saying it, has, it to it, be it, honest it does but, carry, I, I will I, yeah you're right you're right it does but, carry um, some but there is like i think in werewolf movies there has been this exact character that you pointed out to us that like knows what the fuck's going on, which I like, uh, which, yeah, I think very, you see this character across so many different movies, like in horror movies, it's like a, like a blind woman, old lady. That's like, you must return the, I've experienced the grave. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever. Like, uh, yeah, maybe has some that time. old, like creepy short lady and poltergeist that comes to the house. And she's like, you're, House is poltergeist. Or the exorcist and the exorcist, or Robert yeah. Shaw and Jaws, or like yeah, just, you know, yeah. These, these characters oh, that have been there oh, and done oh, this Fair before. And the Bubby. Yeah, the characters that have been there and, and Bring done this the next or, apocalypse. <laughs> or know at least ex- uh, what to expect when um, these creatures are are out and about, out and about, yeah, yeah, wreaking havoc. Um, which is but a good I, good character to have. I agree. I agree. And uh, she knocks it out of the park. Um, she is really like cool character. She's oh. fun. She's fun. And she, uh, 
uh, I remember that there's there's a uh, this movie gets double references for me because not only do I just watch this movie just you know outright, but the Sandlot. If anybody remembers the movie The Sandlot, and I remember that movie like the back of my hand, I also watch it every couple of years. Uh, but there's a scene in The Sandlot where, where the main character or one of the main characters, Benny, is being chased by the dog. We all know that scene if you've seen the movie. Uh, but if you if you remember, he runs through a movie theater and the movie playing in that movie theater is The Wolfman, um, which is so. Wow. I never. Or, yeah. Never put two or two together. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so uh I love that when I watch The Sandlot, which I still enjoy to this day, and will I, I continuously enjoy that movie, I get a little dose of another one of my favorite movies, which is The Wolfman. Um, and it's it's a, a little bit of the seed of him talking to the gypsy woman and then a part of his transformation scene. Uh, and it works because as he's transforming, the dog that's chasing our character in The Sandlot breaks through the screen at the local theater. Uh, so it looks like, you know, the, the the character is transformed into a dog but it was uh yeah i i think this movie has a lot of love and appreciation but um is often uh maybe forgotten when you're talking about the grand scheme like chase said of werewolf movies i i get that because my favorite is american werewolf in london i think that's the best werewolf movie i think if you're if that's my opinion if you're comparing any werewolf movie to to the the ultimate werewolf movie. I think the American werewolf in London did it best. Um, but that's my personal opinion. Um, I think a lot of people agree, but I, I agree with that from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, and I guess I think a good amount at this point, I'll say the same thing. I said, it's kind of boring to say this, but I, I, again, if you're, and I made a list, but if you're making a list of your, of your top werewolf movies, uh, the Wolfman is not the best but it has to be included somewhere in my opinion because of its impact and it created the rules it created yeah. like a lot of what we know and still practice well, to, in werewolf to stories today it. yeah you have to respect yeah. it for what it is i mean so it was it is the same thing about like talking about dracula again i like this movie more in the too. realm of werewolf movies than i like dracula in the realm of vampire movies but this is but you've seen I, I, better werewolf movies, and that's yeah, yeah, understandable. Yeah. yeah, and that's not I mean, any fault of this movies because it was the best werewolf movie at the time, probably right. Um, I'm sure, there was purists that were like, "Werewolf in London's better," yeah. or or the werewolf movie that came out in 1915 that's yeah. lost in time was better or whatever. But... Yeah, they're like, I saw the real one time and never will forget. <laughs> um. I don't know, how do you how do you boys feel? You feel like we've uh Yeah, I mean we talked about most things. We talked about his his girlfriend a little bit. Um we I guess we didn't get enough in that, but she she was an important um driving yeah. force in this movie. But I I I think that to tell a good werewolf story, you need a woman. Yeah. Um, you need a love interest or like in the case of Ginger Snaps, you need a man, which there was in that story as well. Like that's a but you need a love interest. He, I, 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 yeah, or, I would or, even or, say uh, in Ginger Snaps, the more important part is just love in general. Like love yeah. in general. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing that brings you through like that, that makes the, the werewolf character always well, a tragic character is you're like, well, you know, like they just want to be human and not. A monster and, and they, they have no control yeah. oh and that's something i want to bring up is like we do get this is maybe the start of another cliche um 
not his father straps him. No, his father straps uh, him to the chair. You see yeah. that in countless remakes where, yes, like, of like, where a character just, realizes they're the werewolf and is like, tie me to lock this. Me up, or, lock yeah. me up. Yeah. Stop me from causing yeah. this carnage. Um, and we, we, oh, I know, uh, uh, I'm not digging it, Chase. Chase, you said you like vampires over werewolves. The reason why I like werewolves, and this is this is I wanted to bring it up on this episode, is is part of this is like is the fact that they can't control, and it's that loss of consciousness, and it's like the waking up the next morning feeling like shit, and being like I'm naked and I'm in the middle of a field. What did I do last night? Yeah. I have no control over Probably this. Terrible stomach aches. Yeah, like because like, you're eating people and animals yeah, or whatever out, like fingers and bones stuff. and stuff which the digestion <laughs> part of it has always fascinated me like because you're eating it as a werewolf but the human part of you has to digest yeah. it unless you're digesting that night before you transform but anyway you, you always if i ever make a werewolf movie they always wake up with a pile of poop next to them. exactly <laughs> but uh the lore i think of werewolves is just so fascinating to me and um uh yeah, and, it's, it's I, the reason. Sorry, I I really enjoy just the uh, um, even though most examples are pretty bad, I do enjoy the like lore that like vampires and werewolves clash. You know, like I I like that stuff. Um, Me too. That they exist again, like the, the same space. The examples are like Underworld world. and Twilight and like I don't know, Helsing but, and Lee yeah. Extraordinary Gentleman Baby. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think of uh like it, what we do in the shadows. It just is always has classic moments where the vampires and the werewolves wear off against the almost werewolves. like their gangs, rival gangs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly how it is. Uh, I'm trying to think of other movies that are like older i guess we'll see in monsters yeah because there's there is some um, next Not where next. there's also some sequels we haven't seen where like frankenstein meets the wolfman you get a blend of uh I, I, monster I, and um the wolfman um which that we do we didn't mention this but this movie spawned how many sequels and, and lon cheney dave dave yeah tell them what you told us well so i said the the imdb might be misleading so i said that the the fact that I read was that he played it throughout the entire run of the universal the classic universal monster run. He played the Wolfman and then he played him five times. But I'm like looking quickly looking through his letterbox and I'm like, okay, I see the Wolfman, He's... Abbott and Costello. Frankenstein meets a Wolfman, but then we have House of Frankenstein, Frankenstein. and the, the Ghost of Frankenstein. Dra I have House Son. of Dracula. So is it counting? Is that the five right there? Hold on. You still have Son of Dracula, House of Dracula, The Mummy's Tomb, Annie's in The Mummy's Ghost. So but I don't, in, I don't think I, he's but he's the just Wolfman like, just, at those. Just saying, like, maybe, and I haven't looked this up yet, but maybe he's our most reoccurring character of our biggies in universal monster movies if like, it's yeah. the, five, in... the five that the wikipedia says it's the wolfman frankenstein meets the wolfman house of frankenstein house of dracula and then abbott and costato meets frankenstein so he doesn't he ever plays the get a wolfman no which is that. interesting because he dies I mean, yeah. spoiler alert you've watched yeah, this because well, it does sound like frankenstein meets a wolfman is a direct continuation of this movie or something which has been so long since I've seen it. Like I said, I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid, but looking at 
uh, critic reviews and, and, and user reviews of this movie across all platforms. It's, uh, it's not bad. Um, well, so, so I, I want to give it a rewatch. I feel like he was really holding up certain gates for me, uh, but now we can do it. But I definitely would like to watch uh, Frankenstein meets Wolfman, and I really want to watch Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein again. Uh, yeah, it's a great. I, I feel like awesome. I want to. I like. I'm down to watch like a couple of future Wolfman, you know, pairings. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But um, I don't know, boys. You want to get into the final final thoughts? There's one more thing I want to mention. No, I can't think of it. Hold on. Um, oh, it's it's a character that I'm like, is this like a, like not in all of them, but seems to be like somewhat of a character. I don't know what you call them or like they the cucks in these stories, but Frank uh, is her fiance. And why do I feel like there usually is like a guy character that like, doesn't really do much, but he's also in love with the woman. And like, oh my gosh, like a triangle effect. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, his, I totally, is this character yeah. kind of a, a like? Was that in, a was that a Frankenstein or yeah, Dracula? Was it Dracula where it's like his best friend, or is that was that Frankenstein that was watching his wife? Well, uh, I think Dracula. Wait, was Dracula? She had a boyfriend, which she almost tries to eat. Yes, but that's not. And then uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein was yes, his Victor Frankenstein's friend. Yes, who I feel like, like is just like definitely I don't know. was banging. Her. They're they're kind of just like nobody characters, but they exist and like just kind of to flesh things out more. Um, I don't know. I just I just think it's interesting. But yeah. Uh-huh. You know, to go into our final reviews. Yeah. Uh, Chase, why don't you lead us off? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, as a movie movie, I'm going to give this a... Ooh, I'm going to give this a four. I, I think that this still looks pretty good. I think the effects look awesome. I think the acting's pretty decent. The story is there, but basic. Um... I think as a monster movie, I'd probably give it a four as well. And then as a werewolf movie, ah, it's tough. This one's really tough. I would say uh, I'm going to give it a four, just a basic four. I think that it it is the most basic of a of a, you know, werewolf movie even though it is the first. I think it does give good understandings of what werewolves will come to be as time goes on. But I also think that there really wasn't much of of him being werewolfish. Like you see him what a couple times just walking through the woods and like attacking a few people but not much. The grave digger. Yeah. The grave digger and then her at the end pretty much. So I I don't know. I'm still going to give it what did I say? A f- I said four, four and a half, four. Sounds good for me. David boy. Yeah. Um, So I think as a movie, I'll go with a four as well. Um, And for a monster movie, I think I'm going to go with four and a half because like this ticked a lot of the random boxes we've been creating. Uh, 
like it it fits right into this classic world this classic vibe i definitely think i'm going to be revisiting it in the future when i revisit these someday um it's different in in the right ways i guess from the other monsters we're getting um and also like just in you know classic monster iconography the wolfman's just there in my head like as part of that that grouping so yeah four and a half for monsters and then i i want to go four and a half for maybe five i don't know four i think four and a half for werewolves because like i agree with everything chase said with like we've seen better uh werewolf movies but you got to give it credit for being one of the first to do it and look really good doing it um and then also i i don't discredit it for uh like the less is more aspect of it like not seeing the werewolf a lot because not always but a lot of the times that's how werewolf movies function like you don't see a like shit ton of werewolf all the time um and in an hour and what 10 minute movie how long is this movie hour 10 yeah hour nine um i i don't expect to see it like too too much and um but you know i think like it was used sparingly enough um that it was enjoyable so i don't know and it starts a lot of tropes like uh werewolf tropes so i like that so yeah four and a half so I, Four, four and a half, four and a half. All right. Um, so for me, uh, I don't know, it's sound like a uh, a parrot, but I'll probably sound like a parrot for the latter half, not for the first part. Um, first part, just as a movie, I'm giving it a biased five stars. Um, I love this movie. It's too ingrained in my um my love for werewolves in general, which are my favorite. I don't know what category to put them. I guess uh, my favorite fantasy character uh, or, or, or creature is a werewolf. Um, and this movie started that. So it's a, um, it'd be a crying shame for me to give it as a film, anything in my personal opinion, less than five stars because uh, it uh, evokes so much happiness, pleasure, joy, uh, intrigue from me. So five stars for a movie, um, biased speaking. Uh, now let's go into a monster movie. Uh, not the best monster movie I've seen. I still like it more than Dracula, which I gave four stars. Don't like it as much as now it's weird. Uh, cause this comes between this, you know, you have to distinguish like, what is my favorite? Do I think it's a better movie than bride? No. Um, do, is the wolf wolfman a better character to me than Frankenstein's monster? I like him more. So that's all I can say about that. Uh, so as a monster movie, four and a half. Um, and okay. then as a werewolf movie, I would give it five stars. But again, um, my favorite werewolf movie of all time is an American werewolf in London. And I also um, have a hard time... Um, You'll 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 find you'll you'll find me hard pressed to admit that this that American Werewolf in London isn't the the best werewolf movie that's ever been made. 
I have a top five here for you. And my top five personal top five is, um, in no particular order. Um, the Wolfman, the howling an American world in London, silver bullet and dog soldiers. That's my personal top five favorite werewolf movies. I think that you have to include the Wolfman in that list, but yeah. Um, I'm surprised I, you I'll got go silver f- bullet in that. I, I love Silver Bullet so so freaking much. That was such a good movie. Steve was dude. so high on it. I was so I, high on that dude, movie. I love you would Silver love Bullet. that movie, Dave. I we we both said Dave would would love that movie. He he would. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that again, it makes every list that you're gonna make about werewolf movies. How can you make a list of best werewolf movies without including the movie that set the rules or set the tropes or set the cliches? Like it was doing stuff that uh, became cliche for a werewolf movie. Uh, it was set, it set the standard, I think, for what uh, a werewolf movie should abide by the guidelines, if you will. I feel so. like I don't know how you feel um, one way or another about Teen Wolf. What do you think about Teen Wolf? Like Teen Wolf. I, Teen I like Wolf. it as a, uh, I think, comparatively speaking to. I'd say Silver Bullet and American Werewolf in London. I don't know if this is a part of the wolf werewolf genre, a subgenre, is that there has to be a little bit of comedy involved. But it, uh, I, I like Teen Wolf, but there is it is more of a comedy than it is a horror. I mean, he plays an entire basketball game as a visible werewolf. Um, so there's just yeah. like, I like that movie. I like that movie. I do like that movie. Uh, I, I think if I was rating it, I'd give it like a three and a half. Like, it's not like it is a well acted. It's well, um, it's well costumed. Well, like well makeup, the t- makeup team did well. I just think that as far as what I'm looking for in a werewolf movie, that it's a, it's like a spoof of a werewolf movie. It's not, yeah, you know, like what I'm looking for, which is a more, um, you know, more serious vibe with, with some comedy sprinkled in maybe, but just a little bit though, not too much. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean like, yeah, it's, it's, I think like an appropriate amount. I think that I like the dog jokes of like, you know, an American Werewolf in London does it. It takes a heavy swing on like comedy in that movie. Like uh, he wakes up in a zoo and like this little girl sees him running naked out of the wolf uh, museum. You know, he wakes up naked with the wolves and like there that, is, yeah, that movie is like a that. comedy for sure, but it's not spoofing. Yeah, yeah, it's not spoofing. Whereas I think Team Wolf is spoofing. Yeah, in a good way, because there's good spoofs and there's bad. It's spoofs, funny. But... I've, I've never thought about how Trick or Treat is like one of your favorite movies of all times, and of course, there's werewolves in it. Yeah, yeah weird. I, I, but I, I guess I don't count that as a werewolf movie, although there are werewolves involved, just because there's so many other. I don't yeah. want to say that story, but I mean, again, one of my favorite parts of the trick or treat stories is the werewolf at, uh, one. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's how I feel. Four and a half, or sorry, five star movie, four and a half monster, four and a half werewolf. That's where I go. Pretty decent. Uh, Pretty decent. Yeah. It's not too bad. Not too, not too shabby. Uh, do you guys have any, you know, a little bit of random or no? I do have a little bit of random. Um, so this is something that I I, I sent to uh, Dave that kind of sparked my interest and we were talking about it uh, uh, collectively is just the idea of Christopher Nolan directing two James Bond films. Um, very interesting to me. Um, um, 
I'm excited as a group. I think we're all excited because we're all bond fans and we all, you know, we did the bond run a couple of years ago where we're, we're as collectively, we all, you know, watched every single bond film that exists, even casino Royale, which is like a spoof movie. Then we watched the Austin powers. Then a couple months later, we went to go see no time to die. So we were for, you know, like three or four months, just fully, uh, in that world of James Bond and all of us being Christopher Nolan fans, I think we're all excited um, for, for that. But again, uh, I think we all have, I think bring it up for discussion. Uh, Dave, you have your reservations as I, as do I, I think that it's just weird that he just got out of this whole kind of action adventure heist mood that he's been in the last 10 years that he should keep going with the new stuff he's been trying to do. Oh well, no! Like he does, like I don't know, like one off, one on sort of. Like Dunkirk's yeah. not in that vein, but then Tenet was, and then was well, like Dave said, like you said. My you only did. reservations about it are: I think Oppenheimer was such a good fucking movie in a good direction for Nolan to go into. I want to see more of that Nolan, but I. Would I love to see Christopher Nolan do a Bond set in the fifties? Fuck yeah! Like I think that would be amazing. So, which is my, what he plans my, on doing, by the my, way. My only request about it is he, if he does sign on for two, I would love for him to do a Bond, something else, and then a Bond. Like I don't want to lose Nolan to Bonds for the next ten years. six years. Yeah, yeah and I, I think Dave, Dave, you and I talked about this the other night, but I do think he follows the trend of like, uh, even with the Batman trilogy, you know, he went Batman Begins, then he went The Prestige, then he went Dark Knight, then he went Inception, then he went Dark Knight yeah. Rises. So it's like he had his projects in between. And like Dave was saying, as long as we get something vastly different than an action spy thriller in between his two action yeah. spy thrillers, I think I will be, you know, um, I'm going to be, I mean, be asked and seed either way. Yeah, but. it's Christopher uh, Nolan. I'll watch uh, anything he does. Also, like, a strange take on Nolan, but that he's never, like, okay. I think he is such a good spectacle filmmaker. I don't think he's the best action, like. I don't in terms think so of, like, either. In terms of certain aspects of it. Like, I think he can do car stuff really cool. Like, he does really cool stuff. But I feel like when it gets, like, close combat stuff, like, he's not always the best. Um, And then the other thing is, like, s- such an inherent part of Christopher Nolan is the way he tells a story. And nothing about Bond demands creative storytelling. Uh, but what if he introduces I would be, I would, yeah, creative story I would be, I would be really interested in that. And then, like, Bond has obviously done cool things in the past, especially with the Craig error, with, like, opening in media res or something. You know, like, starting with some action point and then, like, going backwards. Or, you know, like, there's obviously been different storytelling aspects in Bond in the past, but... I'm just curious, like, what does his hand in Bond mean? Because, uh, I mean, I, I guess look at Batman's. He's done, he's done movies that don't have to be, uh, fully linear. Yeah, and and um, the thing that does worry me, Dave, is what you just said, and it is it's more, I guess, to uh, 
to identify the problem I have on a, on a microscopic level is I don't like Christopher Nolan's close-up action. Like when it's, when it seems to be close-up combat, like hand-to-hand combat and you're doing quick shots um, in the Batman begin in the dark Knight trilogy, really, it can be hard to tell what's going on. Um, yeah. And, or it just looks really terrible choreography. Like, yeah. The and rises, final right. Fight. Where it looks like people aren't even getting hit. And yeah. like, you can tell he's like pulling punches and it's just, it yeah, feels it, like, like someone a little, filmed like their, their fourth or fifth practice run or something. Exactly. Like what Dave was saying, it was almost like someone filmed a, uh, a, a rehearsal, a stunt rehearsal. Um, so yeah, that part worries me. Um, but I, then I think about Tenet, and I'm like, there's a lot of slick, good action in that. There's movie, good slickness so like, to that, and he said his, well, his even in you know, Tenet was made because of his love for British spy thrillers, yeah, aka James Bond. He's movies. he's he's had Bond in him forever, so I feel like just let him do it. Uh, Inception was like a like homage uh, to Bond in many ways. Tenet, like, Tenet is very much Bond yeah. on steroids in a in a certain way. At a at a world. Hey, oh, Aaron Terrell Johnson is also the person that like seems to be talked about a lot, which I think a like maybe that's plausible because he's already worked with Nolan and Tenet. Uh, and B, I think people ever since uh Bullet Train have just been like looking at him as like, damn, like he can pull off like guy in suit being suave and action packed. Uh, and I I like him as an actor. I was just thinking for some reason, uh, because of Tenet, Robert Pattinson, but is he British? <laughs> he what? He's gonna be Batman. Robert Pattinson, Boston? British. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's right. From the, he's, yeah, yeah, he's from the right? UK. Yeah. yeah. First time we all saw him was Harry Potter. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, I. I don't have any other news or anything. Well, I could. What have you? Uh, what have you all been watching? Maybe a, maybe a recommender too for the uh, listeners. I uh, just watched a series. I call I watched the haunting at uh, Bry Mansion or Manor. Bly. Is Bly it Bly? Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Yeah, it is watch right. B L Y. No, it's yeah, B L I. Yeah. I thought B L Y or B L I. I thought it was B L I. Yeah, they say right. it. They say in a British term, it's B L Y. It's B L Y. Okay, the haunting of Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Blimey, blimey. It was good. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Um, it was nine episodes, but it felt each episode was like an hour long. So, it was definitely a a a grind. I waited. It took me three days to watch it. I think. Um, pretty good. Not super scary. Very confusing at points, but at the end you get the full picture. It's a pretty nice story. Um, and then today we went to go see uh, uh, Killers of a Flower Moon. Flower Moon, yeah. Which was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, other than Hell's Kitchen. And Hell's Kitchen. Fun, it's yeah. kind of fun that we've been watching it um, collectively uh, because, you know, we're in the month of October and, like, it just kind of coincides with hell hell's kitchen i don't know it's funny that we started watching hell's kitchen and uh i mean i feel like we've watched enough spooky movies to last us like a whole year but yeah we really <laughs> not that have. not that i want to slow down but it has been nice to just like sit down and not have to think about anything yeah and so but, beyond that um 
watching. Uh, one four. recommend and and one other uh just what I've watched. But one recommend is uh Dracula's daughter. Um Dracula's sequel to Dracula. Um interesting film. I gave it three stars, but I do just recommend that movie, uh, mostly just for Gloria Holden's performance as Dracula's daughter is haunting. Um, if you're a film, if you're a fan of old, uh, old film and old horror, um, and old, especially old classic monster movies, this movie picks up right where Dracula left off. Um, and to give you some precursors, it goes as far as to make, it makes Van Hel- Van Helsing gets arrested. Uh, because when the, when he, when he's found at the scene of the crime, they think he just killed an ordinary man and not a vampire. Um, and that's how your story starts out. And then you have a woman who comes to Transylvania who says she's, she has a bloodlust and that she needs to be cured and that she might have a bloodline directly correct connected to, uh, the famous count Dracula. And it was a super interesting flick. Uh, it's a quick flick again. It's only like 73 minutes. Um, direct sequel to Dracula takes off right, uh, right where it left off. Um, and makes me excited for I think the next one, Son of Dracula. Um, other than that, I watched uh, the Mummy trilogy. Um, Dave, me, and Chase started the Mummy a couple days ago, and uh, I looked to I looked to Dave and I said, "You want to just do the ninety nine Mummy?" By the way, no, yeah, you want yeah the, the ninety nine Mummy. And I was like, "You want to just want to just do?" The I trilogy? think there's only one Mummy trilogy that exists. Yeah, because yeah, the other one's like a four or five parter, but yeah. um. Running through them again, they get worse as they go along. Of course, we all know yeah. that you don't need to be a film, you know, film nut. Well, to if know I that. ever rewatch them, I always would just do one and two. But then eventually, even two became like stinky in my mind, like which was weird. Uh, but this rewatch, it was much better to me. I was like, you know what, whatever. It's and I think stupid. it's the love of the characters. To be yeah. honest with you, it's like Rick. You 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 yeah. love Rick O'Connell. You love Jonathan. You love Evie. And, and then I think that three was out. Yeah, so three was again. Three was just what you expected. It was just I didn't want no there's no heart. That's what it is. There's yeah. just no heart. There's no heart. There's no, no care. No Rachel Wise. It's like it's no it's mummy. Pu- yeah, there's no mummy. And it's like it's purely a cash grab. Like they're trying this whole seven years since there's been a uh but this franchise was successful seven, eight years ago. Let's try to bank off of it. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, it was nice to see John Hanna back. It was a familiar face. He played Jonathan, but your only two characters that reprise the roles are Brendan Fraser and John Hanna. And it's just not enough. You need, like Dave said, you need a little bit of Rachel. If you had Rachel wise in that, I almost think that movie would have worked. I just yeah. think it's, I just don't. I, I wish I, we set up the projector. I wish you set up the projector rather. <laughs> it's because you did it all uh, in chase up. But uh, I wish we set that up before the bubby because God. Yeah, that would, that that would have been cool to watch big. it together. Well, oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, to, to not overshadow the viewing of the first. But yeah, yeah. Um, great movie. Great movie. Yeah. I mean, I I know we, we covered in the past and like, um, if you don't count the Halloweens or the Spider-Mans, this is the first miniseries in which we've covered uh, an original, uh, which we've already covered the remake of. Um, so that's kind of cool. We've covered an original and a remake. Again, you could count Halloween, Rob Zombie. Um, that's a loose, you know, I mean, it's it's obviously a remake, but uh, reimagining is what the term I like to use. But anyway, um, 
yeah, the first mummy just still kicks ass. I'm glad we covered that. I'm glad we rewatched it. Um, yeah, that's about all I got to say about that. Well, all I got to say about that. Um, uh, I are you done with your yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm done. That's okay. Um, I have like I just wanted to shoot off a bunch of real quick ones because I've been. You said you've been watching some bangers. Yeah, I've I've decided that I'm like when I'm not watching movies with you guys, I'm devoting the rest of my October to, like my personal favorite in the horror genre and monster genre, I guess, are zombies. Um, just ever since I was a kid, I've always loved them. So I've just been like, well, god damn it, there's tons of really good ones out there, and I just haven't done my homework on it so i have been lately but the first one i watched i guess i watched all of the resident evil movies but i mentioned that last week yeah but um, you weren't i don't think you were done with them yet right yeah so i i finished them uh recommend them yeah i mean they're all on amazon prime they're all like three three and a half star movies but one of them uh was really fucking good like i, I don't remember which one but one of them i really really enjoyed but I started this zombie a thon with Day of the Dead, which is the third in Romero's uh mm, Yeah, good dead, movie too. Dead good trilogy. Movie. And then after Day of the Dead, I watched Night of the Living Dead, the nineteen ninety version, uh, which is directed by Tom Savini, who did uh uh the makeup for um, Tom Savini. For so many movies he did like the makeup for like all of the uh friday the 13th and you like that um, one you said that one was good right yeah i think it is a really i don't i mean i've always kind of avoided it i'm sure we actually talked about it back way back when we covered the original yeah but i really really like this uh updated version because the plot isn't exactly the same like i told you like barbara's character is a hundred percent different like she's a real badass character yeah. in this um the ending's different i like how it it subverts your expectations on certain things because it, it's expecting you to know the original so like i like that it's playing with that and um and it's handled with care it's a remake that like has a lot of love for the first one but it's not just ripping off the first one the uh makeup in it is obviously awesome um and then uh, the next one was a real fun one. I I feel guilty about some of these because there's some that I'm halfway through and I'm like, fuck, this is this should be a boys' watch like this. Like we would all be enjoying this. But Night of the Creeps, uh, it's Ooh, 1986. Yeah, okay. It's zombie adjacent. It's basically this movie starts off with like little naked aliens fighting in space, and what? then they send they send like a capsule down to Earth. The movie then picks up in black and white in the 60s and like a jock gets frozen and then it goes into the 80s and this guy gets unfrozen and unleashes like a zombie like plague. Like it's like slugs that move like from person to person and cause you to act like a like a crazy like zombie. A yeah. uh, it's a comedy, definitely, but it's like really really good 80s shit all the movies i'm about to mention are all in the 80s too um i watched uh an italian movie uh called demons which reminded me a ton of the last matinee steve uh because it took place uh 
a hundred percent in a movie theater, but it's a zombie again, zombie like adjacent. Yeah, because they are demons in this movie, but it's like creatures eating people and then turning them. But again, great cast, just like fun movie, like um and then the the best one I've watched so far easily is called The Return of the Living Dead. Which yeah, I had a like I've never seen it because it's like like the title always confused me. I, so I had to like just for my own sanity like do research before it because I was like okay like I made sure it wasn't a sequel to anything. Although I would absolutely rewatch this with you guys because there is I think five of them. So like if we wanted to go down a rabbit hole, uh, I don't think they're all as good as this one. Um, like this is a 3.8 on letterbox. Uh, but the general plot of it is it's like a warehouse that sells like medical supplies. I don't know exactly what you call it, but it's like, they have like skeletons, cadavers, like human diagrams, dog diagrams. Um, and the movie starts off with like a boss showing like a new employee around the building. And then at the end of the tour, he's like, have you ever seen that movie Night of the Living Dead? And he explains that what happened in Night of the Living Dead is actually factual and that that shit really happened, but they had to like change certain aspects of it to um to get away with it so that they weren't sued or the government didn't come after them. But he explains that like the government was in possession of these zombie-like creatures and they meant to send it to a different lab like warehouse but they ended up sending it to this place and he shows the employee like this zombie that's like in a tank and then he like slaps the tank and it like explodes and like the movie just like the credits open from there. Like it's just like a huge zombie apocalypse happens and it's so fucking funny. It's like really good zombie effects. Like uh, just again, great, great eighties vibes. Like, I, I don't know. I highly, I highly that. recommend it. I would this. watch that, absolutely. Um, and I am definitely curious about the sequels, but uh, it was definitely one of the most joy joyous watches I've had lately. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's one I always saw at the video store, and again, I, the only reason why I never watched it was I was confused by the title because I thought it was a sequel to another I don't know zombie this... movie that I haven't if this poster on letterbox is like what the VHS would have been, but like, I feel like I is saw it the floating it spirit head. Is it the floating, floating like spirit head? It's, and it says it's like two skeletons dead. over a grave. Uh, oh, yep. Yep. That's, that's, but, well, I saw the floating. Um, it looked like a, like a floating spirit head, I guess, um, over the, the words written in red, uh, return of the living dead, but, but yeah, just good, good vibes all around. And I'm I'm excited on my quest of zombie movies because I still have more to go. Um, and then Killers of the Flower Moon uh, is a lot to absorb. It's a huge movie. It's a lot of movie. Um, I'm Scorsese sorry, by the way, is my favorite ever. That's part two that I'm thinking of. The poster. Yes, that poster looks awesome. Reminds Dude, that me looks of like Ghostbusters vibes or Fright like Night. Yes, yeah. but the one Dave is talking about is the one that I also remember seeing, which is just like it's got like a skeleton with a mohawk and a schedule. With a they're back, with an afro. They're back from the grave and ready to party. Is, yeah, and they're standing over it. It's like grave. really the vibes of the movie. Like there's just like a moment where it's, I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 it's that, an that, awesome soundtrack. It's for like great character actors all the way through. For some reason, I feel like it had like it's a wonderful life inspiration, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, I recommend Killers of Flower Moon. I have a huge uh theory or not theory. I have a huge feeling it's gonna be a polarizing movie. People are gonna say it's boring as shit, uh, and that it's too long and there's no point or whatever. But I, I, you know I what? Thought, you know, I thought the movie was like incredibly effective. It was powerful. It was beautiful looking. I think it felt like a lot to absorb, even though not a lot's happening. Um, I was gonna say it's very it's 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 to me uh it's a contained story it's all it's all contained within a within a town um yeah and, and I to agree with you Dave I uh I think a lot of people will probably be deterred by the runtime but I, I yeah I didn't go to the bathroom me neither um, I drank and yeah. I drank a whole soda yeah and, I drank a whole and water. I had a drink before I went in yeah. and uh-huh. um. I was so enthralled with the story that I I didn't think about going yeah. to pee. I think I checked my clock twice. Uh, I I just was thinking at some point. I'm like, I wonder if we're in the last hour or the second hour. And uh, but I don't know. It's it, honestly, it was probably my favorite actor of our time is Leo. My favorite actor of of generations before is De Niro. My favorite pairings with both of those actors your, your is Scorsese. Direct, your favorite director. He's my favorite director. So it was like those two working together with Scorsese. I was like kind of just in pure bliss mode, like every single time they're on screen together. And uh, I'm just glad of the progress we've made too, because uh, four years ago when we met Dave, uh, he refused to say uh, anybody was his favorite director. It's yeah. true. We broke, him, we broke him down. We broke him down because he. I think he, I, last week I let it slip that I was like, maybe the Bumby is my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. You did say that. You did. I was you like, did. whoa. Uh, this is, but that's this is every big, time you watch moment. it. You, yeah, yeah, that is I mean, true. I, I, I do love the Bumby. But yeah, um, we have a podcast, but we also have an Instagram. You can check us out at Podcorn in a Movie on Instagram. Uh, we we post occasionally. Uh, thank you for listening. We always appreciate you all, listeners. Yeah, uh, thank you all for hope, your, your yeah your devoted your devotion. You, you guys are uh, y'all. Are, we we notice those who the the viewers yeah, Pat Pat McOwen. Yeah, I <laughs> a shout out Pat. Um. I hope everyone's, you know, October's going well as well. Hopefully you guys are all being as spooky as we are, or trying to be at least. Getting the getting the, the mood. Getting the spooky mood. Um, next time we'll be here to cover uh Creature, Creature from the Black from- Lagoon. I've you know, I weirdly think I've never seen this movie. I've called people and they said I've never seen this movie, and I'm really excited about this one in particular. I don't know why. I feel like I've been on a ride before where there was like either some screenshots or something from it, but I I don't remember. I'm just really excited for next week. Me Definitely too. have a memory of watching like a half hour to 40 minutes of a creature movie on television. Do you think and it's I this don't... one? Well, Dave, there will be some of, if not a lot of what you uh, think this movie is, which you said, I think this movie is, I, 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 my memory. Walking in and out of the key walking in and out of the swamp with yeah. carrying a woman. Is it's that a lot of that. Basically the but, movie. But uh, no, I'm excited for this too. I have it. I, I, I have very little memory of this movie other than like the iconic parts. Uh, and, and it's going to end like the main portion of our podcast, month. really like yeah. the 
Monster Squad just kind of a a, a fun a one to end on. Cherry on top, yeah. It's um, but yeah, our journey has been has been great thus far. I liked it. Thank you all for joining. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.